This is Let's Talk to Lucy, starring Lucille Ball. A very warm welcome to you all. I'm Gary Morton, and now, Let's Talk to Lucy. Hi, this is Lucy, and I am out at 20th Century Fox Studios, visiting on the set of the new Doris Day picture. And the Do Not Disturb sign on the door is not a warning. It is the title of the picture. And what a wonderful cast. Starring with Doris Day is Rod Taylor, Sergio Fantoni, and Hermione Badley. But right now, believe it or not, I am sitting with Doris in her dressing room. Doris, thank you very much for having me come over, I, letting me come over today. I'm so glad to see you, Lucy. I'm nervous. Are you? Oh, <laughs> yeah. come on. No, I really am. I uh, think because you're going to New York and everything. And no, I'm nervous because it's been very difficult to uh, catch up with you. You're even busier than I am. No, I'm not. No? No, I'm not. But you know how it is. You know, the schedules are so tight and it's rough. This... But I love seeing you. I've got to say right now that I think um, the industry owes you such a vote of thanks and the... Uh, gentleman producer who has produced quite a number of your pictures. I don't know that he's producing this one. Uh, Marty? Ross Hunter oh, and, and Marty. Yes. Both of them. Your husband, Marty, and Ross Hunter for bringing back the wonderful, beautiful pictures that they did. When oh, you, oh, I'm just you so sweet. thrilled because it's been a long time since anyone was allowed to really escape in a theater and dream a little and see some beauty pretty and not, clothes, oh, you know, and pretty sets, sets. And, and not have to be weighted down with the worries of the world and the psychiatric messes and all that. There's enough problems, right? There certainly are, and all the big, beautiful, and glamorous things that you're doing I think are so necessary, and I hope Do Not Disturb is going to be the same type of picture. It is, and oh, my clothes are fabulous. Who did your clothes? Ray Aguian. Oh, do you know? Oh, Ray? oh, I adore it. He's fabulous. He really. I always is. want to keep everything that he makes for me. Oh, well, my things are just divine. He's really, a, he's a living end. I, I just, I love working with him too. I think he's going to be tremendous. Give him my love. I will. Uh, are your clothes um, contemporary? Are they? Uh, oh yes. Very uh, far out or just? Uh, no, not too. Um, and you don't have any. Uh, you and hats. Um, you never wear a hat in private life, do you? I do. Oh, do you? Because oh, I've never that. seen you in I don't wear frilly fancy hats. Only on the, uh, on, the, on the screen. I see you in the most fabulous, wonderful things. Well, you know, when, when you wear a suit, a hat seems to sort of finish the whole thing Absolutely. Off, your think. suits and your coats that uh, you wear are demand hats. I but think still, so. in, in private, I, I never wear a hat. Well, uh, in California, you feel pretty silly. You know, you put That's a hat on, I mean. everybody says, where are you going? Yeah, you can't wear that to Chasen's, you know. And uh, It just isn't done out here much. No. You feel too but dressed up. But you do up. it? Um, I wear sporty hats and, and sometimes a very simple hat with a suit. I like that. How do you keep your wonderful figure? Is it what? diet or <laughs> hard work or what? Or well, I've gained a little. I was terribly thin on my, uh, uh, not my last picture, but the one before that, Move Over Darling. You haven't gained too much. Oh, golly, I was down to about 110, which is very light for me because I'm almost 5'7". You have to put on enough to keep you going. You work so hard. That's but, right. But do you have to diet ever or just to gain weight? Well, I have to give up ice cream. You know, oh, that's I right. can't have it every night. You're a nice cream. <laughs> I can't have a bowl every night. You really like, like that? Oh, I adore it with pretzels. I mean, it's not bad enough alone. You I have to eat it with pretzels. Salt and sugar you like <gasps> together. Oh, I do. <laughs> do you look great today? <laughs> do I? Yes, you look excited and pleased with, what's, uh, with what you're doing. And well, I know. 
I'm, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, but, but I know when you're on a picture, it's so important to like what you're doing to get a better performance and everything, and you look happy with your surroundings. I hope I'm right. Well, you are to a point, but today it so happens that it's, it's rather hectic because um, we're redoing a scene. And you know what that means. Mm -hmm. The writers come down and they rewrite two or three pages and they hand you all the new dialogue mm -hmm. and you have to go in and do it in like 20 minutes. Yeah, but that's the excitement of it. You're up to it. Sometimes I'm not, though. I take quite a bit of rehearsal. Oh, you uh, do? Yeah, oh, I, I can't stand it. Well, I don't like a lot of takes, but I like the rehearsal. I like to know what I'm really going to do and where I'm supposed to be before I go in and do it. Isn't so that funny? I love the rehearsals, the creating of it. Isn't that interesting? It's so it's so uh, odd the way everyone works, you know, so differently. Because I don't. Uh, I would like to just shoot the for the rehearsal. Uh, does it come that quickly to you, the perfection? Well, I don't know if it's good or bad or what. You know, I just feel that everything has to be spontaneous. I feel better if it is. Yes, but I get my spontaneous. Um, performances out of knowing exactly what I'm supposed to do and I don't grasp uh, always immediately you uh, look like you do no don't, well but don't I, I tell don't, me that. I don't like the rehearsals I don't care if the show ever goes on but I love the rehearsals. when I say to you that that it doesn't look rehearsed that's the greatest compliment well that I could give you yes and it doesn't what you do does not look rehearsed Only it looks like it's right now it just happens well that's and if you can get that I uh, suppose it it uh, it goes from uh, working with so many props and you have to work with an awful lot of props and all of you and you handle them beautifully I, I meant to throw that in next time mm -hmm. I saw you because this is an art and the mastery of the props takes me time if well, nothing you, else, not just learning the lines. But I don't work with as many props as you do. Well, not as many, but I mean, you handle what you do have to handle, you handle well. Well, they don't give me much trouble, I must say. And that, there are a lot of know. people that can't touch it. Really? They can't even uh, pick up a spoon or, or a cup and a saucer or work in the kitchen. See, I've seen you do domestic things that are natural and wonderful and, uh, well, you're too much anyway. You're, you're just too much. You're very sweet. Um, I appreciate that, but... Uh, well, anyway, you know how I feel about you, and we don't want to get How do you here. feel about me, honey? <laughs> I already told you. Here yeah. is your handsome husband, Marty. Hi there. Hi, Marty. He's going to give you a big, fat kiss. Well, thank you, darling. Nice to see you. We, we've had a lot of girl talk going on here, and uh, I've enjoyed every minute of it. Um, do you have to go back on the set right now, Doris? Oh, you see what I mean? Oh, there, dear. Just between us, there's a, there's panic going on. Oh, I know. Way. All right. All right. Um, just tell me one thing. Well, a quick answer. What do you enjoy most about your success? Oh, <laughs> well, thanks a lot, Lucy. <laughs> what do I enjoy most about my success? Mm -hmm. Oh, dear. Oh, that's so hard to answer because I enjoyed myself before. That's a very good answer. Thank you, darling. That is a wonderful answer. I have been talking to the one and only Doris Day. I get a little misty-eyed when I'm with Doris. I'm really in awe of Doris Day. I adore her. I have loved being out here with you today, Doris. Goodbye and God bless. Oh, you're, it's so good to see you, Lucy. Thank you for coming. Thank you, dear. Thank you very much. I'll see you again tomorrow, everyone. Thanks for listening. Bye now. Hi, this is Lucy. You know the old saying, we learn something new every day, is very true. A few days ago, I did a broadcast for the Voice of America. Now, we all hear about Voice of America. We know that it exists. But what is it, really? 
I mean, how does it function? What is its purpose? I was surprised at how much I didn't know about it. And I found it also enlightening and interesting that I asked the gentleman who enlightened me to be my guest today, Leo McElroy, Los Angeles reporter for Voice of America. Leo, thank you for coming over today. Now let's start right from the beginning. What is Voice of America? Because I know that there is a popular misconception that it is an organization supported by contributions from people. Yes, this is true, Lucy. A lot of uh, people feel that Voice of America is a privately supported group that appeals for funds, and it's not. Voice of America is a government agency, a part of the U.S. Information Agency. It's run entirely by the government and is often confused with organizations like Radio Free Europe and Radio Liberty, which are broadcast behind the Iron Curtain and are supported by private funds by public appeal. But uh, Voice of America itself is an extension of the U.S. government. It's uh, run entirely by the government, started back uh, during World War II to broadcast propaganda, and we've carried on from that point. It is an arm of the USIA, which means? United States Information Agency. Uh -huh. This is a fairly new organization, actually. The USIA was created only about... Uh, Ten years ago, the Voice of America used to be, well, originally part of Office of War Information during World War II, and then part of the State Department, and finally they built an agency to cover all of our information to overseas, uh -huh. and that is uh, USIA. Now, I think we have answered when and how did it come into existence, haven't we? I think we have. And for what purpose is my next question? Well, the 80th Congress uh, put it this way. The purpose of Voice of America is to promote understanding of the United States among people of the world and to strengthen cooperation in our international relations. That puts it about as well as anyone can, I think. I would say. What countries do we reach, Leo? We broadcast about 800 hours a week, Lucy. It's in 37 different languages from almost 100 shortwave transmitters located in this country and around the world. And if there's a place in the world that we aren't reaching, we haven't heard about it yet. Mm-hmm. And what are the results? The results have been pretty fantastic. We estimate that we're playing to an audience far up in the millions, hundreds of millions of people. For instance, 40% of our broadcasts are aimed behind the Iron Curtain. And we hear from people who come from behind the Iron Curtain that they listen regularly in groups to Voice of America. Uh, Apparently, Voice of America programs are well-known in countries around the world and become a pretty regular family attraction. The family will get together on a certain night to hear a certain favorite show from VOA. What is their favorite, for instance? Can you... I know there must be many. Well, the program for which we interviewed you, uh, Critics' Choice, is one which deals with the arts and with uh, things of a... Oh, less hard news nature, let's call it. Another popular show is The American Scene, uh -huh. in which uh, we try to cover foibles of life in the United States. Uh, anything that's happening, uh, whether it be important or unimportant, if it's interesting, The American Scene tries to touch on it. These programs have both received quite wide acceptance. That's a program I'd like to see. Have I seen The American Scene? Well, you've seen it through your eyes. The people overseas, of course, are seeing it through... Uh, through slightly different eyes, Lucy. Something we found out, uh, oh, in the past year that I've been working for Voice of America, I found that I have to look at everything differently. As an American, you accept something that's a part of our everyday life, and it doesn't astonish you. 
But a person in another nation is amazed. At what? Oh, anything from traffic guidance systems to blimps. I did a broadcast from a blimp about a year ago that uh, had people surprised. A lot of people uh, in nations around the world had never heard of blimps, and had certainly never heard of doing a broadcast from one. It terrified me. What about everyday American life? Are they most amazed? I think the one thing that probably amazes people overseas more than any other is the relative wealth, freedom, easygoing way of American life and a lot of nations where the government keeps a strict control on things. It's difficult to believe that life can be as free and easy as it actually is in this country. What are they listening to that shows this? Oh, mostly people. We try to focus on individuals in this country who are living typical American life and we also try to see it through the eyes of visitors. That's uh, good, yes. A lot of our reports deal with interviewing oh, diplomats, students, or tourists from other nations who happen to be over here visiting and after their tour or at the end of the tour we'll interview them and ask them what has impressed them. And the answers are never the same, they're always different. Uh-huh. They're impressed by the roads, they're impressed by the schools, they're impressed by the medical facilities, but most of all, they're impressed by the people. They like the people, they like Americans. That's so nice to hear, isn't it? It is. I'm sure the, that Voice of America has done a great, great job, and I, for one, am very happy to hear the origin, the, the reason for it, the purpose, the, the way you can tabulate the results that you know about. I, I think it's a, just a great thing. I... I uh, Agree. A lot of people are mixing it up with, what is the name of that? Radio show? Free Europe. Radio and, Free uh, Europe. And Radio Liberty, both of which are working hard and doing great jobs in their own way to get broadcasts specifically behind the Iron Curtain. They're aimed at one market. Voice of America is for the entire world. Well, I think it's just great, and thank you very, very much, Leo. Thank you, and we'd like to thank you for appearing with us on Voice of America. Thank you, Leo. I have been talking to Leo McElroy. Los Angeles reporter for Voice of America. I hope you enjoyed our little talk. Well, I see we have a few moments left, and this may be a good time to tell you about a very different thought expressed in a letter I received recently from Mr. Samuel Perlman from Philadelphia. Here's what he says. Dear Lucy, I heard your program about a child's bill of rights, and I was so impressed by it that I decided to give a copy of it to my son. Coincidentally, the day I gave these valuable words to my boy... It was my birthday, and the thought struck me that what a wonderful thing it would be if on your birthday, instead of expecting something like a present or whatever, to give somebody else something, not necessarily a material object, but something like the Bill of Rights, or a book, or a letter, or perhaps some printed material of a spiritual nature, anything that would be uplifting or help to guide somebody through a tough spot in his life. Thank you, Lucy, for the idea. And thank you, Mr. Perlman, for that rather unusual letter. Are you loving Let's Talk to Lucy? Then you have a real treat in store for you. A new episode is being released every week on the SXM app and wherever you listen to podcasts.